Jesus so today we're going to reflect on the psalm once again this beautiful psalm psalm 33 which is a psalm of creation it praises God for what he has created and all creation it says is full with the chesed of the Lord his love his kindness his goodness his mercy his compassion the whole earth the whole world the whole universe is filled with his chesed so we'll just kind of walk walk through this psalm first we obviously notice this is a psalm of David and the beginning of this psalm is actually a threefold call to praise to praise God it is a song a psalm of praise what tremendous joy and blessing there is when we get our eyes off of all the struggles and troubles of this world and we look to God and we fill our mouths and our minds and our thoughts our hearts and emotions with the praise of God what healing there is to praise God so this is that threefold call to praise the opening verses address what shape our praise should take that there is a shape to our praise first the praise of God is communal we praise God together we gather together as a as a body of Christ we gather together now virtually when we gather together on Sundays together in the in the presence of the church to praise God to lift him up to worship him and second praise is a musical expression the author of the psalm talks about instruments about the ten-stringed lyre and the harp and of course when when this gets translated into uh, into greek from hebrew into greek that word is guitara which of course we get the word guitar so the guitar is a great liturgical instrument that god has used from or mankind has used to praise god for thousands of years for thousands of years and the psalmist says Praise God with the ten-stringed lyre. Most guitars have six strings. I'm, I'm blessed enough to have a 20-string guitar. But there are so many beautiful ways that with music we can worship God. And before this is all over, I'll have to talk about string theory and how all of creation is made of music. Yes, and it all gives praise to God. So the psalmist begins to introduce this call to praise. Rejoice in the Lord, O you just. Praise is becoming for the upright. Give praise to the Lord on the harp and with the ten-stringed psaltery. Sing to him a new song. Sing well to him with a full voice. Oh, how I look forward to the when we can actually start singing again with a full voice. Now we just kind of set to sing softly under our breath or behind a mask. Oh, when we can praise God with our full voice. The psalmist commands, when you come together, don't just kind of mealy mouth your song, but sing loudly, proclaim the praise of God with a full voice, sing his praises. And then it answers the questions, the question, why should we praise God? Why do we praise God? And the psalmist answers that question, for the word of the Lord is right. The word of the Lord is right. Yesterday we talked about the duty of the shepherd to feed the flock with the word of the Lord. And today we say the word of the Lord is right. That's the reason that we praise God. And all of his works are done in faithfulness. 
Can we look at the universe? Can we look at the way God set up creation and see his faithfulness? How he cares for his own, how he develops, how he allows us to grow and to adjust to whatever circumstance we may be in. God is faithful. The all of creation resounds with his face faithfulness. He loves mercy and justice. The earth is full of his chesed. So the earth is full, in this translation, of the tender love, kindness, and mercy of the Lord. Do we see God's mercy, his love, in all of creation? God created everything by his word, who is Christ, the logos of God. Now, of course, I'm not reading from the psalm, they're reading from my notes. But the psalmist, this is one of the few places in, that it talks about God creating the world through his word. Of course, we see that in the very first chapter of Genesis. And the psalmist, reflecting on that beautiful story, brings this to mind. The psalmist says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were created and all that lives in them by the breath of his mouth. See those stories in Genesis where God breathes life into all things. He gathered the waters of the sea as in a jar. He laid up the depths of the ocean in their storehouses. And then the psalmist goes on to describe our relationship with this God that we praise. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him for he spoke and they were made he commanded and they were created <coughs> there is this understanding in fact in in hebrew the word dabar means to speak but it also means to exist so god speaks and things come to being it's an amazing understanding that we exist by the word of God. God speaks and all things come into existence. And the psalmist describes those who do not honor God, those who do not walk in that relationship. The psalmist says the Lord brings to naught the counsels of nations. He rejects the schemes of the people and discards the plans of rulers. We make our plans that are contrary to God's will. We can watch them crumble. But then for those who honor God, the psalmist writes, that the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his inheritance. The Lord has looked from heaven. He has seen all the sons of men. From his throne, which he has prepared, he has looked upon all who live on the earth. He has gazed upon everyone whose hearts he has made. He understands all they do. He understands what we do. The king, this is one of my favorite passages in this psalm. It really talks about the need to rely on God's strength and not our own. The, the king is not saved by a great army. Nor shall the warrior be saved by his own great strength. The horse is a vain hope for safety, and its great strength is insufficient to save its drivers. Behold, the eyes of the Lord are on the ones who fear him. He supports those 
through hope and his mercy. I'm reminded of the psalm of David facing Goliath. When all of the, the, the armies of, of King Saul, the armies of Israel, trembled in fear at the taunts of this huge man this, who stood nine, eight or nine feet tall, was an enormous man. They called him a giant. But David trusted in God. He went with only a staff and a few stones and a sling. And by the grace and mercy of God, he defeated that giant. So the king was not saved by his vast army. But he was saved by the one who trusted in the Lord. And then the psalmist continues and closes his beautiful passage here. He will deliver their souls from death and feed them in time of famine. Our soul waits for the Lord, for he is our helper and protector. In him our heart shall rejoice, and in his holy name we have put our trust. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us. We have put our trust, we have put our hope in you. The psalmist speaks to us that God is our creator, and we stand in awe of him. God is our Savior. He protects those who call upon him. He is loving. He is faithful. He is merciful. Therefore, we put our hope in him. Let us go to God now in prayer. 